Life is precious, and we all have the opportunity of living it to the fullest. Unfortunately, so few of us know how to manage it all. How do we account for our opportunities? How do we account for our time? How do we account for our relationships, health, spirituality, homes, finances, influence, and careers? How do we account for the one life we have to live? I am so glad you asked. In this program, you will find answers to all of these questions and more. Welcome to the Account for Your Life podcast with your host, the healthy accountant himself, Jay Moore. What's happening and welcome back. Jay Moore, the healthy accountant here, helping you to account for your life today. Healthy habits for the soul, spiritual disciplines that last. Spiritual disciplines that last. You know, as I was preparing for this podcast this morning, I was actually just think I was thinking about I was thinking about this topic and I was thinking about you know healthy and 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 you know I recently I just came back from the gym about an hour ago and you know that's that's one of the things how I start my day so 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 just to kind of get it out in the open right you gotta find things that you can do on a regular basis like that's gonna be the basis of where this podcast starts and where we're gonna take ourselves within these few minutes that we have together. Healthy habits. Let's just stop right there. What is a habit? We just talked about, I wake up in the morning, I do some things that are healthy, like from, you know, thanking God for giving me life and, you know, immediately putting myself in a situation where I, I'm literally fighting myself to to go and at least do something for my body. You know, I'm doing something for my body and my mind, but more my body intentionally, but I'm doing something for my mind unintentionally because the more you, the more you stretch yourself, the more I stretch myself by going to the gym, by putting myself in pain, the stronger I become, right? I'm getting stronger with my muscles and I'm getting stronger with my mind. So healthy habit for the soul, healthy habits for the soul. A habit is something that you do. It's a, it's a, it's a behavior. You know what a behavior is? You know, I think I went and looked it up. What is, let's see, behaviors. I think it was habits. So I said, what is habit? So a habit is, is basically just a usual way. It's a usual way of behaving and behaving is merely saying, you know, this, this this is how I am. This is how I act. I call myself the healthy accountant. Did anybody start calling me the healthy accountant? No, no one called me the healthy accountant. In fact, why would they? Why would someone call me the healthy accountant when, oh, well, they knew me as an accountant, but they may not have known me as a healthy accountant. It was me. So think about this. We're talking about soul stuff. We're going deep today. We're talking about soul stuff. Where is your soul? Your soul is invisible. You cannot see your soul. However, your soul can show up in your life. Healthy habits for the soul. So I called myself the healthy accountant because in my soul, something got stirred up, right? Something healthy started, right? I started... You know, I started doing something that was good. And it, when you think about the word healthy, let's go back. I'm going to go back to that word healthy. Heal is in there. It's the, the root word is heal. And then health is the condition of healing. So 
there's many people that would like healing. There's many people that would, well, let's say, first it is. There's many people that would like to be healthy. Many people would like to be healthy. See, but a lot of times we don't decide to be healthy until something happens, until there's a huge problem that we have in our life. Then we want to go back and say, okay, now what can I do? That's why the first two words of this topic is healthy habit. Healthy habits, which means that if I'm going to be healthy, if I'm going to experience healing, then I've got to I've got to define the habits that I will intentionally have my soul focused on daily, weekly, monthly, quarterly, yearly, whatever it is. Like we're coming down to the end of the year. 2023 is almost over. And many people are going to make bold declarations. They're going to say, you know what? I'm going to lose weight. I'm going to start the business. I'm going to get married. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. I'm going to be successful. It, you know, we all do them, you know. We all do it. You know, January comes. It's like it, it really the interesting thing about January. Do you know you may, you may not have experienced this? Every day is a January. <laughs> every day is January. They will, how could every day be January? Every day is January because if if I wake up today and there was some and there's something I can do today, then that means I should do it. The person that says, I'm going to wait to January to get started. I'm not, I'm, I'm not saying they couldn't experience something. What I'm saying is that you could, instead of waiting, get started now. Start now. Create a routine. A habit comes as a result of what? A routine. So if, if, if a habit is built on routines... One of my mentors, I'm, I'm listening to this book and um, really good book so far. And 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 he said something. Um, it's called the Choose Your Enemies Wisely. And he said something written by Patrick Bit David. Sorry, I should have just told you that he said something in the beginning of the book. He says, now, yes, you want to look forward. And, and this is me like I'm looking forward. Press toward the mark. He says, but before you look forward, you actually have to look backward. Now, I've done this, but maybe not to the degree that he was saying to do it. Like, you got to look backward because in looking backward, you got to you got to see the patterns that developed already. There's good patterns that already developed. So this is not just going back to find the bad stuff. This is going back to find the good. Like what good already took place? Now, if there's some bad back there, you got to recognize what's back there. So you got to say, well, you know what, man? Well, you know, usually when this happens during during the day, I wind up feeling like this, and I wind up doing this, and and that usually creates this, which I don't want. So that means that I got to be aware of when I'm starting to feel a certain way, so that I don't fall into that routine. But he says, you know, then he talks about the two types of the two types of people, you know, in business, you know, the two types of people that that tend to show up to do things or whatever. You get the logical person, the person that can probably really think through plans and, you know, they can have it all mapped out, but but they don't have any emotion attached to it. And then, and then you got the emotional person that that's really passionate about going for it. Like I'm probably pretty emotional. Um, I have a mix 
We'll, we'll get to that in a second. So here it is. The emotional person, but they lack the logical sense of kind of like the how-to, which I got to get better at that. Um, the how-to, and then this, and then, and, and so he asked a question. He said, well, which person going to be successful? Hmm. Technically, they both won't because the one that's logical, they won't have the emotional pull that they'll need to really get them through hard times. The one that is emotional, they won't actually have the, the systems and the process in order to get to where they want to go. But they'll be passionate, but they just won't get there. So so you got to take both sides and you got to use both sides because you're going to need it. Now, here's the thing. You need the emotional. That emotional is like. First and foremost, because that's what's that's what's really going to make this make this make a person move. The logical is it's like, OK, this is how I'm going to get there. And so he's sharing this business planning technique that he says most people when they do. He, well, he, he actually said that no one no one actually there's no real books on it. And there's no a lot of good teachings on it, which I, I can I can agree. Like most people don't teach this. Now, you know, there's courses and stuff and coaches that, you know, oh, you got to mix the emotional with the logical. Yeah, I mean, I've heard all these things. It's just no actual programs that teach you how to business plan. But we're talking about healthy habits, right? So healthy habits for the soul, we've got to bring in the emotional and we have to bring in the logical. What is the logical? The logical is if I do X, I get to Y. But I have to have a reason to do X so that I can do Y. That's bringing in both the logical and the emotional. And so 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 as we're kind of going through this um, healthy habits for the soul, then there are some spiritual like spiritual disciplines that last spiritual disciplines will last. And I went and looked up like, so what are what are spiritual like what are spiritual disciplines? What are spiritual disciplines? What are they? Spiritual disciplines are things like praying and, and worship and Bible study and, and you know, Bible study and, you know, and just kind of doing a lot of inner work. So when we think about spiritual disciplines, you know, we have to think about, OK, how I'm going to how how can I utilize how can I utilize what I have on the inside of me? What what should I be focused on? And one of the things is if. If we're going to live a certain type of life, a spiritual life, a godly life, then one of the texts that comes to mind is Matthew 6, 33. It says, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things we add to you. What things? What things? It's logical. It says, hey, man, if you seek, if you seek to live a godly life, if you seek to if you seek to focus only on the spiritual things, the kingdom things, what are the kingdom things? The kingdom thing is the purpose for which you've been created. That's the main thing. And that purpose is what God cares about the most. He cares about that more than anything else because that's a that's an assignment. Because God gives us all an assignment. He gives us all something to do. He gives us all something to manage. He gives us all something of value. And because he gives us these things, he says, okay, well, go use it. And I'm going to come back and check check on you soon. And the thing is, when, you know, when the master comes back and he says, hey, Jay, what'd you do with the stuff that I gave you? And I said, well, you know, dad, you know, father, you know, sir. I took it and 
I didn't want to lose it, so I just kind I just kind of held on to it. You know, I kept it. You know, I kind of kept it. I kept it in a good place, and it's not messed up, and it's actually it looks pretty good. I just made sure I didn't lose the end of it. So here, here it is. He's like, "What? You telling me you didn't do nothing with it? Like how many how many things? How, what? He says, wait a second. I gave you that thing. I gave you that thing to do something with it. I didn't give you that thing to bring it back to me with nothing. So God expects us to do something. So a spiritual discipline, a spiritual discipline gives us, it kind of gives us a path. It gives, it gives us an understanding that, you know what? I'm going to be strong, right? Like, like what is, what is discipline? I was just thinking about this yesterday when I, when I was at the gym. Discipline, the root word of discipline is disciple. That's the root word, disciple. It, you you got to become a disciple of something. Yeah, yeah. That's probably another podcast. We're not going to go too deep on that today. But I do want to read a scripture that really goes hand in hand with what it is that we're talking about. And a scripture is found in 1 Timothy 4, 7 and 4, 8. And so here's what it says in 4, 7. Have nothing to do with godless myths and old wives' tales. Rather, train yourself to be godly. Train yourself. He says, train yourself to be godly. He then says, I'm going to train you. He's not, he's not insinuating that God is going to train you to be godly. God's not going to train you to do anything. You must train yourself. So he's saying, don't worry about what everybody else is doing. Why don't you do that? Train yourself to be godly. Verse number eight. Uh Uh-oh. Now, this one hit me good. It says, for physical training has some value. Physical training has some value. But godliness has value for all things. Holding promise for both the present life and the life to come. You know, in the register scripture, and it hit me that you can work out and be strong till the hills come. Yeah, but if you don't have the godly things in your life, the valuable things in your life, then those things won't, they won't profit you any, right? They won't, like, like, yeah, I can have the best body of my life and still be unhealthy. Like, how many people, how many, like, especially when you think of bodybuilders, a lot of bodybuilders could really look good, are unhealthy. Why? Because they put all kind of junk in their bodies, junk they put the junk in their bodies and so even though even though it look they look good on the inside they haven't developed the, the thing on the inside enough they because they've taken advantage of what they have and so we've got to realize that okay this physical body yeah 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 we we yeah we got to exercise that this is good but we got to really focus in on what the most valuable things are. And that's the godly things. Like, what are these? Like, think about this. If you were going to live a life that was godly, I know, right? <clears throat> <clears throat> what would you do? 
what would you do? It's like, you know, spiritual disciplines that last. Like, what are these spiritual di disciplines? I just shared that with you. Seeking first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all things and all these things will be added to you because the things are what we are most focused on on a daily basis. Like people wake up in the morning and they're focused on the things. What are the things? I got to go to work. I got to make sure I get my paycheck. I got to make sure I do these things. Like like Monday morning, Like it's just like, ah, like I'm thinking about it now. It's just, oh, it's just, it's just coming on you. But when you focus on the kingdom of God and his righteousness, we develop disciplines. We develop a connection. Yesterday I did a I did a, a talk for a group, a financial um, group that a friend of mine asked me to come in and just kind of share some tax insights. Here's one of the things I've discovered about sharing a lot of these insights. Most people are ignorant to the insights. What is ignorance? What is ignorance? Ignorance is just the absence of truth. So, so a person, if if a person is not aware of what the truth is, it's nothing that they can, they can't really do anything. And so she's asked me to come in here and and at first it was just like, just show them all the stuff. I said, no. It's almost like you can't. Like Jesus didn't do that. Jesus didn't show you all the stuff because he's like, I'm, because you don't even understand. You don't understand what you need to know. You need to actually decide you're going to go for it. And so when I got this revelation, it was just like, no, 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 no. Because at first I'm going to come in. Hey, this strategy, this is this strategy, that. No, do not do it. I did show him something that 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 was something I wouldn't normally show. But it was it was a big enough idea that if the only way they'll they'll understand it fully is that they will have to go after the knowledge. Think about this. You're ignorant. No truth. You get some knowledge where I shared some knowledge with them. I shared enough knowledge with them that, that now they are aware. Yeah, it's the awareness of truth. That's what knowledge is. Now you have an awareness of what the truth is. And then it's like, oh, wow. wow. But here's the thing. Just because you have knowledge does not mean it will profit you anything. Think about these spiritual disciplines and these healthy habits. You could know, people know all the things that they should do, but they don't do them. It's not until you come under the understanding of something. What is the understanding? A understanding is the assimilation of truth. What does assimilation mean? To actually take the knowledge that you have and start bringing it together to understand, okay, this is what I probably should be doing, right? Understanding is bringing you is bringing you in this light of this is what I probably should be doing if I know like like if I wanted to lose weight, then I have a knowledge of what to do. But it's not until I bring that understanding together that I'll be able to actually start doing something. Because if I don't bring an understanding, I'm just going to be confused. I'll have the knowledge and it'll just sit there. It's kind of like I got this Bible on my desk. And the thing about the Bible is that it has all these success secrets in it, right? And these success secrets are in here and they're in Proverbs, man. It's like, wow, look at all these, look at all these success secrets in it. But it's just knowledge. Ah, but the last thing I shared with them was that when, when you get wisdom, See, wisdom is kind of like it's kind of like this. What is wisdom? 
Wisdom is the application of truth. It's the application. So that is at the highest level. You got the ignorance is the absence of truth. Knowledge is the awareness of truth. Understanding is the assimilation of truth. And then wisdom is actually the doing of the truth. That's all it is. It's the doing of the truth. So when people look at this Bible and they go to church and, you know, they're and, and they're saying, they said, well, why is things not working? Why is our church this way? And, you know, why are people like this? And why are we having so many issues and problems? It's because of those four things. Ignorance, knowledge, understanding, and wisdom. And the people that do what the word says are the people that wind up where most people won't go, you know. When you talk about having healthy habits and using spiritual disciplines that last, you know, it's like it's, it's internal things. Spiritual is internal. Spiritual is not external. You can't go to school to get spiritual disciplines. You can't do it. You can only get spiritual disciplines from knowing oneself, from going into oneself. Hey, the first discipline is prayer. That's one of the first is pray. Well, I don't know how to pray. You don't need to know how to pray. Do you know how to talk to your friends? If you know how to talk to your friends, if you know how to talk to people, you can pray. Yes. I mean, yeah, this, they, they got frameworks and they got different ways that you can learn how to pray and this, that, and the third. But what if you're not aware of that? Then your job is to just focus on what you know and then become aware of what you could know. So you got praying, you know, you've got meditation, you know, you've got, you know, you got things where you can read the Bible. You got things where you could speak positive words to people. These are, these are spiritual disciplines and they last forever. So let's go back as we close. Let's go back and let's look at 1 Timothy 4, 8. And it says, for physical trainers has some value. But godliness has value for all things. It's just saying that when you get when you get the 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 godly values, it transcends everything else, you know. And yesterday, you know, my friend she she says to me, she says, Jay, wow, she says you you, you you're unapologetic about who you are. You're unapologetic about you know how you demonstrate the um the framework for which you live which is the first thing i said about myself was i'm a man of god that's if you get nothing else that's i'm a representative of my father and because i'm a representative of my father i am unapologetic when i when i come in with scriptures when i come in talking about god and i come in talking about the bible because it, look at the end of the day those things last those things are more valuable than all the other things that I've ever learned in my life. But that's the point. You connect the spiritual, right? You connect the spiritual. You add it to what you have. And what's going to happen to your life? <laughs> what happens to one's life? Your life becomes a life that your father will be proud of. So today, you know, Choose some spiritual habits. Choose some disciplines. Become a disciple. Become, become a disciple of good things. Praying, you know, um, 
you know, meditating, speaking positive words, you know, really just just allow, allowing yourself to be the person that God has created you to be. And God's created you to do something amazing. Make, make sure that if you don't know what that is, just ask. Ask God what that is. Create some healthy habits that um, that that really will make your life the best that it can be. So guys, I'm Jay Moore, the Healthy Accountant. I help people like you account for their life. Make sure you go to thehealthyaccountants.com to get our, our new ebook. It's Get Your Breakthrough Now. And it's, it's basically seven strategies for unlocking your financial potential. Make sure you get the book, download it there. And I look forward to seeing you back here tomorrow. God bless and I'll see you on the next episode. Peace. Thanks for joining us, listening friends. We are so glad you invested this time with us Always remember, you only have one life to live, so live it to the fullest. This has been the Account for Your Life podcast with your host, the healthy accountant himself, Jay Moore. Until next time, make it a great day.